from Paul's letter to the Romans. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him by baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be destroyed and we might no longer be enslaved to sin. For whoever has died is freed from sin. But if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. The word of the Lord. Thanks be God. Please stand. We will sing the refrain of hymn 711. I want to hear, I want to hear you guys take the roof off. You know this one. <laughs> Peter, 
got up and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home, amazed at what had happened. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Please be seated. I remember when I was four years old, a very early memory of my life, I remember the first funeral I had gone to was my grandmother's funeral, who had had breast cancer, and she died. I remember we went on a long road trip from Kansas, where I grew up, to Pennsylvania. Well, I was told by my parents that she had died, and I understood at least as much as a four-year-old did about what it meant to die. I knew that she was not going to come back. I remember at the funeral home seeing the open casket and seeing her lying there and thinking to myself, she just looks like she's asleep. And in my mind, I knew that this didn't make sense because what I had seen before was no longer the reality that I knew. The reality we know can often shake us when something goes awry and, it, and we have to face a new reality. The two Marys and Joanna went looking for Jesus that morning. They weren't really looking for Jesus. They thought they might encounter his body. What they found was the stone rolled away from the tomb. Two men in dazzling white. Why do you look for the living among the dead? How many times in our own spiritual journeys have we looked for the living among the dead? the dead. By this I mean how many times do we seek out fulfillment from things that are empty? I know sometimes for myself I find myself glued to the news as if just if I just watch a little bit harder I could maybe change the outcome. Of course that's not going to happen. Or how many times in a society that is so fixated by money and status do we admire even those who have ill-gotten gains? Or maybe we seek fulfillment in toxic relationships, or maybe it's sports or identity politics. The world pulls us in so many different directions. we can become distracted from the truth. He is not here, the angel says. 
No, Christ is not in all of those things. But Christ has conquered all of those things that oppress us. He is not here, but has risen. Christ has broken the bonds of sin and death. It is not emptiness that we seek, but the fullness of life. The Easter message is that no ending is truly an ending. God is a God of second chances, of new beginnings. As we heard in each one of those readings from Scripture, the Red Sea is not your end. It is the passageway to a new beginning of a new place. The flood is not an end, but it is a beginning of new life. Ezekiel reminds us that there is life beyond exile. Every reading we've heard reminds us that there is newness beyond what we see as an ending. And our faith reminds us that we are not defined by what we have done, but we, as Christians, are defined by the love which Christ has for us. That, friends, is the love which took on our humanity and died just as we do. But it is not the end, because that is the love which conquers death. And it does not just bring Christ out of the grave, but with Christ bursting forth from the tomb, pulls our humanity out of the grave with it, so that nothing, nothing, friends, can separate us from the love of God which is in Jesus Christ, not even death is an end. As St. Paul says in his letter to the Romans, therefore, we have been buried with him by baptism into death. So that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life, Yes, newness of life. The old is buried. And what emerges from the waters of baptism is cleansed from all that burdens us. In just a few minutes, we are going to witness a baptism. Just as happens in every baptism, whether someone is a newborn or 90, the old is left behind. But it's more than that, of course. Because, of course, after baptism, we know that life goes on. We continue to struggle and err in our lives. We sin, we go on, we hurt people, we make mistakes. And yet, that assurance that we have at our baptism gives us hope that everything we do will roll off us like that water and that God's love will always prevail. Like that empty tomb, 
We do not look for the living among the dead. No, friends, we look for the abundant life that we have in Jesus Christ, the life given to us in his conquest of death, a life that lets us always put the past behind and embrace the love which we have been given, a life that we experience both in this temporal realm and for eternity. Why do you look for the living among the dead? The empty tomb is not emptiness at all. Just as the cross is no longer a symbol of death, but of life, the empty tomb represents the fullness of that life. Alleluia, Christ is risen, Christ has been raised from the dead. Death no longer has dominion over us. St. Paul says the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining the St. John the Divine podcast. If you're interested in worshiping with us, you can visit us at 9 a.m. at our church, which is at 216 East Chandler Boulevard in Burlington, Wisconsin. If you want to learn more about us, you can click the link in the description or visit stjohnthedivine.org. Just remember, we're the one in Burlington, Wisconsin, not the Cathedral in New York. Have a great day. Bye.